Well, good morning. Top of the morning to ya. Welcome. It is a very, very big music to my beers. Massive. We've got a, a lot of stuff going on. We're, We're juggling Selection Sunday, which is always a fun day. Yeah. All the, uh, all the Selection s- Sunday going on, right? Yeah. And then when you have Selection Sunday, when you reach into your beer fridge, maybe your beer cellar. Ooh, yeah. And this is also the last music to my beers before one of the largest drinking holidays of the year, St. Patrick's Day, coming up on Tuesday. Is Would this also uh, constitute a anniversary for us? It would. <laughs> and, and it's music to my beers. What, fifth anniversary? Happy five years, buddy. Wow, happy five years. We planned poorly for this. Uh, we, we really did. Every year around January, we're like, yeah, it'll be four... St. Patty's Day is coming up in a few months. That'll be another anniversary for the show. So this is this marks the half decade of Music to My Beers. We started as a one-hour program, and look how we've grown. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We have some beers we're very excited about, beers we're excited to talk about. We have some big ticket items coming up later on with news and notes. And because St. Patty's Day is around the corner, we're going to do, well, the St. Patty's thing. From Ireland, here is U2 from, the, uh, from Batman. Yeah. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. This was Elmer's at, Batman. Yeah, this was after Keaton, before Clooney, right? Yep. Michiana's first, first best, 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 and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Actually, a couple things going on today. One, it is the fifth anniversary of this beer program. We've been doing this every Sunday for half a decade. Yeah, we're going to kindergarten. I'll, I'll be honest. When, I, when we first started, I thought that we were all going to lose interest in it or they were going to find something something better, more profitable to put this time slot. So I guess, hey, cheers for us for flying below the yeah, radar. They only extended our time, too. Remember when we first started back in the day? It was only an hour long, and then it was like, wow, that flew by. and Maybe we should double the show. Yeah. And they were like, do whatever you want. It's Sunday, and no one's really listening. And we said, absolutely, we'll do it. And we gained a following. And here we are, half a decade later. Uh, once, uh, really quick, you can follow us on Facebook and join our private Music to My Beers group. There's been a lot of activity the last couple of weeks. It's a lot of fun to see what people are drinking, where they're buying stuff, and some of the uh, the secret things people are finding. Yeah, well, and the other thing, too, is that we've got Beer Bracketology going on, and that's uh, at least through the end of this week. And, and that ties us into today, which is also Selection Sunday. Yeah. And uh, Zach's right. Go to 1039thebear.com, and there's a Beer Bracketology banner. Click on it. Yeah. And let your voice be heard. Well, and the great thing, too, is that you're not Thumbs just... up your favorite breweries and shout down ones you can't stand. Well, and not only can you vote for your favorites, but every submission, you know, you're entered to win a p- potential uh, hangout with us a week from today, right? No, or I'm two weeks off. I would actually rephrase that. The prize is not a hangout with music to my beers. You're going to join us at at a beer fest we're going to be at. Yeah, well, I'll I'll wear a beer shirt. I'll wear a beer shirt. And then you can can see us wearing the beer shirts, and then you can hang out with us, right? Right, right. Yeah, I'll cheers whatever you're drinking at this beer fest. It's going to be fun. So that's Beer Bracketology. And also today is the last music to my beers before uh, we get to St. Patrick's Day, which is the highest of high holy drinking days. Uh, It sucks that it's on a Tuesday. I know. I was thinking about that this week. I'm like, where am I going to go for a beer? Where do you like to go for Irish beers or like a good beer? Uh, I mean, obviously, you'd say the the classic choice here in town would be like Fiddler's Downtown. Yeah. Um, Solante or Shalante? Solantia. Solantia. Uh, 
St. Patty's Day is hard because it makes me feel. St. Patty's Day is the only holiday that makes me feel older every year than I actually am. Because when you were in uh, in college mm-hmm. and all the way through your twenties, and even for some of us into our thirties, St. Patty's Day was a day that you went out and it didn't matter. It was kegs and eggs, no matter where Green you were. Green beer day. Oh yeah, you had to be up at the uh, at the crack of dawn and out and you know enjoying the revelry. But the older you get, the more responsible life forms you, or forces you to be. <laughs> the more you think, I could not imagine waking up two days from right now and being like, "All right, let's go get it on a weekday." Like I've got, I was like, "I've got jobs, I've got things to do. I can't take Wednesday off. I've got to, I've got to be an adult." Basically, it sounds like most of this week will be a a skip skip out week, right? Yeah, this is the the time of year where I sit back and scratch my beard and think, "Well, that's a young man's game, St. Patty's Day." <laughs> But if you are getting after it and celebrating with a uh, pint or two of Guinness on Tuesday, then good for you. Zach, are you going out? You're, uh, you're significantly younger than I am. Are you going out? You know, I'm much like you where I used to plan out my attack for that day and be like, okay, I'm definitely taking work off today. Or You get a few beers here and then yeah, you move to here for breakfast. It's a progressive. Uh, but for me, the I think the, the most that I'll do is probably I'll, I'll do the corned beef and cabbage, start that in the morning in the slow cooker. Let it go all day with a, a probably a pint of Guinness in there, and then I'll probably dye whatever beer I'm drinking green because I like doing that too. I've done Gumball Head, I've done Zombie Dust, I've done um, I've done whatever Haze Craze. I don't think I've done an M43 yet, but that sounds like a good idea. Maybe this will be the year. Yeah, I do like green eggs and beer. Well, it's still a young man's game. I might raise a pint or two, but it'll be at home and it'll be at a decent hour. But uh, Same here. Yeah, so five years <laughs> of the beer show, and we're marking off St. Patty's Day as well as Selection Sunday. Later on today, as everyone's brackets are populated, we immediately start to uh, start to wager, gamble, whatever. We'll talk more about some of the selections we're making from our personal sellers here over the next couple of weeks. We have a lot of show to get to. Darcy will be in next hour with her chick pick. We have to get to B-Movie, and we may have already tipped our hands this week as to what it's going to be. We'll talk more about that. Uh, I'm going to let Zach walk into this next song because it's one of those like, see, because it's this day, we're going to do this band because it makes me think of this. You'll be doing this later and possibly this. Obviously, Thursday, with being the first day of all the games starting at noon and everything, by the end of the day, your bracket's going to be in shambles and you're just going to have to busted. I I was just down in my cellar. We're cleaning out the basement. That's like our spring project. So, Mr. and Mrs. Miller cleaning out the basement. Boy, does it need uh, every like couple years. It feels like the basement just becomes the storage area, but it's not like anything where we're organized by any means. We just go downstairs, we put something on the floor, and then it just stays there for the next couple of years. Well, now we're like starting to organize and get shelf space, and I want to. I definitely want to. Are you get, keeping your stuff like in a corner under a blanket? Are you keeping it on a shelf? Do you have it? Is it is it like sort of ignored and kind of under some stuff? Or are no, you, mine mine is actually on these shelves. The it looked like there was a kitchen in our basement at one point, or oh. like not a wet bar, but just like it it had a nice um like uh cabinets there. Plus then, so it's in these old cabinets basically. Um, and I don't know if paint used to be in there or okay. what, but I can close it up and then it's dark and no lights getting in there. And I have everything from reserve Bell's Reserve Ales to um, some Bourbon County and uh, my Dark Lord. Although my Dark Lord bottles are underneath a blanket over on another shelf because I can't, they, the well, bottles now, are so large, you can't fit them in the now cabinets. That, now that you're cleaning everything, though, you've got to consolidate it all and, and get everything, you know, dusted off and organized, and uh, it is nice to every once in a while go down and look at your beer cellar and remember what you have. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to drinking in the next month or so? I think some of the Bourbon Counties need to come off the shelf. I might save one of those for Dark Lord Day, but I'm thinking 
Bourbon County this past year, we drank, what, a 14, yeah. five years into it? And that was... Didn't hold up as well as I thought it would. It got a little thin because we had a 15 that was that was really good, and then the 14, you could tell there was some noticeable difference. Yeah. Uh, you've been on this... You've seen my beer cellar, and yeah. I've kind of got to organize. There's the, the Bourbon County stuff on top, then I've got all my... Uh, Founders and my my Three Floyds Dark Lord stuff, and then I've got like a whole bottom shelf of Calico stuff. You've literally collected almost everything from Founders from the Barrel Age series, right? Well, I stopped, and I, okay. I, I, I it was after uh, Rum. Uh, oh, the Rum Punch one. Yeah, the, yeah. It was after the Rum Runner. Yeah, after that one, I was done. I was like, you know what? I can't keep keep doing this, and I've got to start drinking them because a lot of them are two years old now, and that's kind of pushing it, especially for some of the barrel-age stuff, because we've had uh, Adam Lepper on and some other guys from Founders that have said, you know, it's not really intended to keep. So I've been trying to, like, once a weekend go down there and get, like, a bottle of DKML or grab a bottle of, uh, you know, I've got some... Uh, arrogant, well, not the arrogant bastard. The old, uh, the curmudgeon, the barrel aid curmudgeon. I can't even remember what it is, but I've got you know the bomber and the four pack of all these, Ooh, and yeah. I realize I'm just I'm letting them you know languish down there. But also that space I can free up for other things because you know even going back two or three years ago when when founders was uh, their barrel aid series was kind of a bigger deal. That was not it was it wasn't desperate desperate hunting, but it was kind of appointment buying for us. We'd all make sure <laughs> we went out and got whatever they had, and we would enjoy it and. And now it's not so much. Now I'm like, you know, if I can get it, I, now that KBS is available year-round, and you can still see CBS on, on just about every bottle <laughs> store shelf in the area, it's not that big of a deal, so I don't even feel like I run out and fork over 26 bucks for a four-pack plus another 16, 18 bucks for a bomber. Do you remember buying KBS out of somebody's car that one year? Yeah. Around spring break? Yeah, shady. Shady. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to doing some of that. I know I have a bomber of, uh, of Doom and a couple mm. of bottles of that, but... It's all stuff. It's you know it. It's. I'm not going to say I'm not looking forward to it, but I don't get hyped to go crack one open because I've already had one and I've got to like mow through a couple of more of these because otherwise you're just going to go bad. Does your wife go down to your beer cellar at all and like pull things here and there? No, not really. Typically, like we'll have stuff in our fridge upstairs that I'll bring up, and then I'm like, "Hey, do you want to try this tonight?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's close enough to wine. I'll I'll try some of it." <laughs> Uh, my, my wife doesn't go to... She's had one bottle of beer, a uh, banana coconut New Holland Dragon's Milk. Ooh. She's had it down there for two years, and it, she doesn't go down. She doesn't bother or disturb it. So I, I get a little bit daunted because anything that comes out of there, if my stash gets depleted, I'm the one that has to do it. I don't have a partner in crime. I'm like, hey, babe, how's you, how your Friday? Why don't you go downstairs and pull something off the middle shelf and uh, help help me get through some of this? Yeah. So if it's a bomber, i got to take it down by myself or have friends <laughs> over. But uh, I, I, too, am getting ready to uh, do some work in the basement, so hopefully they'll find me, you know, shoulder to shoulder with my shelves a little bit more and, and see what I'm lacking. We have a lot of music to buy beers to get to. Uh, we have to get to the movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers movie real rock 103 died the bear this is the fifth anniversary of music to my beers i am warren cluck with zach miller and this Yo. is also the fifth anniversary of this feature this was the very first little kind of timeout we ever took on music to my beers we would stop down we would pair movies with a beer and we would uh, give it a rating system and we call this monster the, the b movie, movie. Yeah, it was always a rating system of one mm -hmm. being the best movie that you'd ever seen because it'd take one beer to get through that movie, or 12, meaning it's just a, an absolute drain pour. And I would say that the movie that we picked today be a number one. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this goes back to 1995, and it was the first time that uh, we, we that people our age saw Batman that wasn't Michael Keaton. He had uh, some issues with the director of the of the franchise or the direction it was taking, so he dropped out, and Val Kilmer was cast, coming hot off the heels of Tombstone. Oh, really? Yeah, That's they, how? They saw him in Tombstone. They're like, wow, they really loved his Doc Holliday. Everybody does, so let's make him Batman. And I saw this in theaters. I thought it worked. Yeah, I saw it in theaters as well. I was really excited when I saw like the little publications at the grocery store, and they said, Batman's back, and he was all uh, decked out in the uh, the Batman suit and everything. And this was the first one of the, the first three kind of revival movies that they had more than one villain, because after Batman Forever, like once they got into the George Clooney, they're like, let's put all the villains in it. Yeah, and every, every, Yeah, all the things in Gotham we'll put in there, but it was the Riddler <laughs> with Jim Carrey, uh, Tommy Lee Jones was Two-Face, and there was a Robin. There was, because it showed how Robin came to be with his family that had tragically lost their lives when they fell from the rafters at the, the uh, carnival when oh, they were in yeah. town for that. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, uh, Jim Carrey was just like this mastermind working for Batman um, at Wayne Enterprises because he was like trying to show Bruce like all of his cool things that he's doing. I'm going to let Zach go first because he's the one of the two of us with a Batman <gasps> tattoo. Oh, it's... True, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's on his it's on his back, so he never back. sees it. But I never, I have never seen it with my own two eyes. Can pray, you believe that? Pray that you never do. I know. Um, so I would say, oh, man, this one for me is like a four pack. I I just because I love I this is my original Batman. This is the one that I saw, and then I was like, oh, that Batman's awesome. And then I went back and actually watched the uh, Tim Burton ones too with um, Michael Keaton, and um, I. I uh, Nicole Kidman's in the movie. Um, she's like the love interest, and I would and I from the get go, this movie hooked me because I was like nine years old when it came out, and I was like, "That is so awesome!" The first scene, these do the bank heist and whatnot, and then Two Face, and he's fighting all the the bad guys, and then Riddler comes into it as well, and he's trying to be like what Bruce Wayne is and whatnot. Uh, Edward Nigma on the island. Uh, I, I there's just so much for this movie that like. I'm like, that was awesome. Oh, Drew Barrymore was in it, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was one of the, the love interests for Two-Face. I'm going to go with four, and I'm trying to think of a, a really, really good beer, but I'm, I'm going to go with Toppling Goliath's uh, King Sue. Four-pack of that, because this this one is like the king of all my Batman movies from my, I don't know, my early stages. Uh, I'm gonna go, and I saw this movie when I was 15. It was it was in theaters. It was like the big movie of the summertime, where everyone was there. It was like, yes, Batman is the coolest. And Jim Carrey was at his most Jim Carrey over the top. And I remember leaving the movie thinking, like, man, he was that was a lot. Uh, he was like the mask. But these movies are old enough now that you go back and watch them. I'm like, yo, that was that was 25 years ago in my life. So you go back and watch it now, you get instantly reminded of all the things you loved as a kid, and you're like, oh. So I'm going to give this movie a six, and I'm going to give it of a beer that I loved as a kid, not as a child, no, as an early drinker. When I was 21, uh, Bell's Oberon, because Ooh. it's about that time we're getting into spring, you're starting to feel warm again, and uh, this would be a walk down memory lane for me, and and man, didn't the franchise turn when it was George Clooney, so a lot of picking going on. Chick pick. Mm-hmm. Our picks. And yeah. uh, we're talking about St. Patty's Day coming up on Tuesday. Zach and I had a good laugh a minute ago that we're not really going to go out, but... Uh, when when we celebrate for St. Patty's Day coming up the following Saturday, we've got the Leprechaun Leap coming up on Simonton Lake. There's going to be some drinking going on. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, how are we going to start our day? What do you start out with? C- keeping in mind that it's going to be a lengthier day. For me, uh, I typically start out with like a breakfast stout or an Irish stout, especially because or an Irish style stout because technically, you know, it's only if it's brewed here and it's kind of a similar recipe, then it's got to be a style of whatever. Um, but I do like I like the the dryness that comes from an Irish stout. It's not as uh, creamy or as sweet as say like uh, a milk stout. So I like. Um, I like having one and then also putting it in with my corned beef for the day. One of the common misconceptions, uh, and especially as as you're, you know, if you're not a drinker of this type of beer, but is that, you know, Guinness is just some monster stout that's just going to get you, you know, too dialed in. But it's not actually. It's just over 4%. So this is, Guinness is actually a great session beer, especially if you're looking at a holiday, St. Patty's Day, where... Every bar, it seems like, has a Guinness representative handing out beads and swag and those giant, so amazing, those giant felt Guinness stout hats. <laughs> so I have no problem starting uh, next Saturday coming up with a Guinness, and then uh, slowly, I have found that once I get into the IPAs, I can't backtrack. I can't oh, go like IPAs or the stouts. I've got to either stay with the dark stuff and then fade into IPA IPAs, or just stick with them early and stay with them all day. So I don't want to, I don't want to roach my tongue because between the cabbage and the corned beef, there's going to be a lot going in there. Yeah. I, I really enjoy um, going out like my buddy at his bar um, in Goshen. What he'll do is he'll, ha- he'll have the dye right there. So whatever beer you buy, you can just change that beer into a green beer. So you don't have to necessarily buy the kegs that are already turned green, but I know that there's options there. I think uh, Bud Light comes green, Miller Light, Coors. There has to be a green beer option, and I do always. I always laugh. I'm like, oh, there it is. Hey. I remember that's all I would drink on St. Patty's Day. But uh, it's it's also just a great day to, to to get out. And the weather's been fantastic lately. So it it I don't know how, I don't know how things work for the Miller household, but man, that drinking tooth way in the back of your mouth gets a little bit itchy when the sun's out and the weather starts to change a little bit, and you start doing projects and getting out. As much as I'd like to say I'm going to party all day next Saturday because of the Leprechaun Leap and some things we have going on. Uh, I'm not. You you get out, you do what you have to do, and then you enjoy yourself the rest of the day outside doing projects, getting things accomplished. That's right. So it's important to, to uh, settle into some beers early on in the day that are going to allow you to still stand at the end of the day. Guinness is great for that. If you want to start with some green beers, that's also hilarious and and seasonal, but <laughs> you'll be up. You'll be able to go all day. You don't need to start out with you know six Neapolitan milk stouts and then try to... You know, try to carry yourself throughout the day. So, uh, Something yeah. barrel-aged? Yeah, we still... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, woke up, domed me, uh, you know, something from uh, the brewery, about 18.5%. A great a great Monday, and here I am. But uh, it it's fun, because everyone's drinking that day. You get excited. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think every bar in the area chose this coming Saturday as their St. Paddy's Day celebration. So yeah. uh, if you're looking for something to do, look around you. There'll be people everywhere enjoying themselves. Ah, here we are. The newest of our features on Music to My Beers, the youngest, rather. Uh, we've been kind of banging our drum all morning. This is the fifth anniversary of Music to My Beers. Thank you for joining us this entire half decade. I'm Warren Cluck with Zach Miller, and uh, this is a segment where we like to kind of, I don't know, wheelie walk, do some parking lot brodies, brag about the things we've had, we've enjoyed this week, but also give you a couple of tips and say, hey, maybe you'd like to drink what we're drinking. About a half an hour ago, Zach gave out our untapped handles. If you find us, you could have seen these already. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm excited uh, to get my uh, to get my tongue around later on this week, and I bought this uh, when I was out doing just doing my new thing is to go out and just randomly beer shop, not mm-hmm. when, not not in anticipation of a drinking occasion, just like on a Tuesday if I've got an hour to kill, swinging downtown to a couple of bottle shops and just 
buying for later, packing things away for later. Love it. And one of the things I picked up, and it was funny because when the show first started five years ago, we all talked about this brewery a lot, and we were big fans of it, you, Ron, and I. We loved it. I even went there one occasion, but uh, Dark Horse up in Marshall. Oh, yeah. I picked up uh, a pack of their Double Crooked Tree that comes in cans now. That's glorious. And I, I don't know if it's if it's a shelf placement thing at my local Belmont, but they're always on the bottom, bottom, bottom shelf. So my eyes never creep down that far when I'm looking. So I've just, I don't know, for whatever, smells like a safety meeting. They had double smells like a safety meeting, but I picked up the double crooked tree and oh, I'm going to, I'm saving it for next weekend. I'm just going to wait because nice. I, I know what those beers are capable of, but it's, it's a fantastic double IPA and it's nice and malty and just all you taste from the minute you open it until you swallow it and you get that finish is strength. Mm-hmm. That is a strong beer. That was one that we used to talk about. It turned into barley wine. Yeah. You know, if you shove it for too long. That was one of the first one, first doubles that I remember drinking and thinking, all right, this is not something you handle lightly. No. Like, be careful. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to drinking that. Uh, one of the beers I had, uh, two, two rather, that I had earlier this week, uh, one of them I picked up from my buddy Old Man Ernie, and this one is available. You can find these. If you uh, shop at Citywide or uh, or some of the, like, if you go to Benny's, if you're in Chicago, they have uh, Untitled Art. Oh, yeah. The Double Apricot Milkshake IPA. <sighs> this was another one. that was It's a 16-ounce can, as all the Untitled Art stuff is, but it's 9%, and you taste none of it. You don't taste any percent of booze. And I just, I remember drinking it and getting about halfway through and thinking, man, my face feels a little bit hot, but the uh, <laughs> apricot to me is kind of like a mango flavor in that... It's not, you know, if you wanted mango, get an orange. If you wanted mm-hmm. apricot, you know, why don't you try peach? But this one, you could actually smell and and on the back end taste apricot as opposed to peach, which I was flabbergasted by. Yum. But uh, at 9%, I only got one can of it, and I'm glad I did because anything more than that is just ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, as we were talking about Founders last hour, one of the beers I tried this week that I was excited to get my hands on and I hope is going to be available everywhere is their now uh, unraveled IPA? They're uh, they're juicy. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen advertisements for that everywhere, but I haven't been able to find it. Uh, I found a six pack of it, picked it up, and I was and I did note on the can that it says juicy and not hazy, and there's a huge mm. difference between the two. Hazy, you pour into a glass, and it looks like like an untitled art. It looks like a treehouse, one of these like an M forty three. Yeah, and juicies, um, like juice pants, is a good example of one that's juicy, not hazy, because it's a little more clear. The body's a little more amber. Uh, but the juice notes, the tropical flavors are still there, and Unraveled's really good, mm. it, and it's it's not super um, strong. It's like 6.6, mm. enough to get the job done, but a mm-hmm. six-pack of it is fantastic, and I thought if you can get a nice, juicy, fresh IPA like this that's available everywhere as Founders is at a really moderate price point, yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm all for it. So I uh, I enjoyed that, and uh, I was going to bring you a can, but I drank them all, so I apologize. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Zachary? Yeah, I'm going to look for that around town, too. Um, I'm going to go with uh, earlier this week, I was at a Belmont, and I popped in just because we were running low on beer, and I was like, I need something that's relatively good in price point and also gets the job done. Because my wife, she's a big wine drinker. And when so you sometimes... walked in, was the whole Belmont like, Zach! Hey, You're like, buddy! hey everybody! Uh, so I picked up the new Belgium. Imperial Voodoo Ranger, which Ah. is a 9%. It's about a percent and a half bigger than uh, any other voodoos that are out there, like the Voodoo Haze and and the regular voodoo. Uh, So at 9%, that's pretty good. I'll have one of those and that with dinner, and I'm like, that'll that'll get the job done. So 
Um, Their Ranger series has got me drinking a lot more New Belgium, for sure. Seriously, from Starship to... They've got a new one coming out, too, which I'll mention later um, during news and notes for their their new haze, a sessionable haze that they're releasing. Um, So, other than that, yeah. I think before, I mean, I would have occasionally maybe something oddball from New Belgium, but now that they have this uh, Ranger series, at least once a month I find myself getting a six-pack of whatever the new thing is just to try it. Yeah. It never disappoints. No. And it's, it's always, always fresh. Mm-hmm. I do like New Belgium. Mm. Um, and then the other one that I was going to throw in there is Sun King's Ring of Dingle, because it's a... All right. I know. It's an Irish-style stout. So that's... All right. That uh, is kind of local. I mean, Sun King is down in Indy, so if you're looking for something um, to try that's not a Guinness or a Smittix or a Murphy's Harp... harp uh, all those Bass. fun ones. You could, yeah, try try what's local. And then, speaking of super local, hyper local, we got Bear Hands. And I saw them canning That's My Jam, and I thought, man, I could go for that. 40 pounds of fresh fruit. My favorite thing about Instagram is when I see a, a post from a brewery we like, yeah. and I go to like it, and I see that it says liked by, it always says dad beers. I don't know how you beat me on the draw at all this. <laughs> Zach likes every beer-related post before I get to it, so I, I noticed that that's my jam, the little canning thing they had, that's a short video, and mm-hmm. it said, liked by, that was, there's dad beers. Mm. He's out there on the internet, doing work. Clicking, clicking, clicking. Double oh. tap, double tap, double tap. Always liking, populating my news feed. Yeah. And yeah. if you go to 1039thebear.com, click on the beer bracketology, the next round will be open uh, shortly, but we've had some notable breweries get eliminated already. I know, and it's been kind of surprising. We've had some really close matchups too, especially with the local breweries. And they've been—we've had a couple of people say how hard the decision's been because you like pin two of their favorite breweries up against each other, and it's like, who are you going to vote for? Uh, but it's all been random too. All all the uh, the rounds. We noticed that Miller, Onewell, Westwood, Haymarket Brewing, Arvin, which we had never heard of, they got voted out. Line and Kugels didn't make it out of the first round. Oh, Transient Artisan Ales didn't make it out of the first round, which was a bit of a shock. That is surprising. Uh, Wax Wings, a new brewery out of Kalamazoo, didn't make it out of the first round. Uh, we saw the Coors thing not making it out of the first round. We saw that a mile away, but they did. They did yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arclight Brewing, Major Round upsets. Barn, yeah, Toppling Goliath, unbelievably didn't make it out of the first round. Uh, that surprised me a little bit, considering how many. What they're one of the top breweries in the United States, like according to Rape Beer, didn't they have? Yeah, three of the top ten or something like that of the top all time stouts. The yeah, ones we've all been hot and heavy and chased after. And we're going to talk more about them coming up in news and notes because oh. uh, our favorite hop station has something special going on a little bit later. Do they really? Do they really? They do. They do. do? They really, Zach was the guy who told me about it. It was posted, and eight seconds later, uh, Darcy has joined the program. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Uh, they, it was announced earlier this week, and in five seconds, Zach had blown up my phone. Of course. And then I got two other texts within the same sixty seconds. Did you really? see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? I was like, "You guys, I'm making guacamole. I'll get to my phone in just a minute." <laughs> but uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. And uh, also, three Floyds lost it in the second round. It's too bad. We also need to uh, bid, Is it? <laughs> bid adieu to Dogfish Head Brewery. I was hoping that Three Floyds would win it all. That way we could de- hand-deliver on Dark Lord Day their, the big plaque that we've got for them, being the best brewery, 
according to music to my beers. I don't know. I think if there's any day you don't want to approach the staff. At, yeah, that'd be my guess. At Three Floyds would be Dark Lord Day. Right. Like, excuse me, do you have a minute of our time? We do I not! Made, I made you a sign. <laughs> We'd like you guys to hang us in your tap room. <laughs> Uh, Wedgwood Brewing Company, one of our favorites from over in Middlebury, also didn't make it out of the second round. Greenbush, my new favorite grocery store beer of choice, they didn't make it out of the second round. Uh, South Bend Brewworks, after defeating the mighty Coors, went down in the second round. And uh, Windmill Brewing, after taking out Arclight, went down in the second round. And Goshen Brewing Company, Zach's, Zach's favorites. Yeah. They didn't make it out of the second round. So who's left, you guys? Well, we've got uh, Bare Hands, Bells. That's a pretty tight matchup right there. The uh-huh. semifinal voting begins shortly, and then we'll be left by the time this thing all finishes up with one final brewery. And Zach's, he's, he's been hard at work crafting a uh, hand-hewn plaque declaring whoever wins the beer bracketology winner. And he's right. We want to present it to them. I've got my wood whittler. You know, maybe, just whittling away. And maybe Darcy can come with us, and she can Facebook Live us delivering it to uh, what I'm sure will be some... Oh, that sounds lovely. So some, you guys are going to go have beers and deliver a plaque, and I have to videotape it? Well, it Thanks, you guys. No, you just Thanks. Think it's, a, it's a couple of minutes. You know, I'm glad that this show treats me the same as everyone else. No, it'll be a couple of minutes, but you'll be able to catch the people being totally indifferent to what Zach and I are talking about. <laughs> okay, well, that's kind of funny. We'll be like children pr- prattling on, like, congratulations on be- Hear ye, hear ye, on behalf of everyone and voted at Music to My beers uh so if you want to vote go to beer bracketology at 1039thebear.com and this is going to swing us around to darcy's chick pick yes all right well we're coming up here on saint patrick's day right big drinking day so um you like out or do you have to work i will you, be here you didn't call you're in. sneaking it's out Tuesday, aren't you oh, oh. but i do get off at three these days oh. and not seven oh. like i used to hey. so there's a chance uh maybe but with st patrick's day around the corner i'm gonna do the same thing that i do every single year uh for all five years i've done a st patrick's day chick pick and pick whiskey because i love whiskey right i love irish whiskey i love american whiskey but as it being St. Patrick's Day, you have to pick an Irish whiskey. I'm going to go by the old standby, Jameson. It's delicious. It's sweet. They have different kinds of Jameson now. Obviously, Makes her the, hella easy to buy for, yeah, for Secret the high, Santa. The higher the year, the better it is. Kilbegan is another great Irish whiskey. I'll throw that out there. Tullamore Dew is garbage, but I'll take it if I have <laughs> I was to. say, I'll give you Tullamore Dew. No, no. Tullamore Dew is like something your grandfather drinks, but I'll take it still because uh, any whiskey like is... Tullamore a, do not. Because <laughs> <laughs> any Irish whiskey is a delicious Irish whiskey. If you have lots of money, Middleton, I mean, the list goes on and on. I can sit here and talk about whiskeys forever. But Bushmills. You know, I would take a Bushmills over a Tullamore Dew, and I would take a Bushmills Red. Like, have you ever had the Bushmills Ooh. Red? Yeah. Is that it's, the 21? No, year? it's no. well, it's aged in um, uh, bourbon barrels. What about oh. Kirkland's Best Irish they, Whiskey? They make a delicious Irish whiskey, oh. too, by the way. Mm. And Redbreast. Oh, see, I could go on and on. Redbreast 21 is amazing. 12 is great, too. Uh, who am I missing? I know I'm missing loads of them. Well, you won't be missing them Tuesday. No, I sure won't. Actually, I'm getting thirsty just thinking about it. I'm not going to be missing them for much long after this. There's your chick pick here on Real Rock 103.9 The Bears. Music to my beers. Uh, good afternoon. No, it's not even afternoon yet. Good morning. Top of the morning Top to you. Top of the ya. morning. Um, trying to log into my Facebook right now just because I wanted to pull up the event that I can't help but think is an April Fool's joke. But they uh, say this is not a joke. As a, as a rule, if you post something that happens on April 1st, but you say it's not an April Fool's joke, 
That holds you to making it not an April Fool's joke, but I thought it was when you sent this to me on uh, Thursday. Yeah, especially because you guys, you just shared a bottle with Moto Foundry Hank, correct? Yeah, and it was funny because you sent me this event, and then eight seconds later, he did, and then 30 seconds after that, my buddy Ryan did. I got it all within a minute. Three people say, dude, look at this! We're going! We're going to Hop Station on April 1st. That's what we're doing. They're having a toppling Goliath tap takeover. But with morning delight. Sorry, excuse me, morning delight. Their maple syrup mm, oh. barrel-aged stout that is, uh, I just had it a couple of weeks ago. It's fantastic. And I've been chasing this one for three years now. It is fantastic. How they're making this happen, I don't know. Maybe because they have a toppling Goliath rep. Maybe because they peel through the King Sioux during the course of the week. They're like, we're going to reward you with this thing. But this has been one of the top three stouts in America for the last, what, five years? I, I would say so. Top yeah. three, top five? It's one that, like, don't you have to typically get tickets to get? Yeah, in the past, there have been uh, Morning Delight releases. So we're going to have to get out there early, right? To be able to get a, a, a chance at tasting this? I think they uh, they tap everything at 5 p.m. if I saw it. You can find it on uh, on Facebook. We'll share the event in our group page, but we're very pumped to have uh, that happen at Hop Station. Dude, I'm, I'm super excited. I could tell. <laughs> I'm also super gullible, just in case it well, is a, an April Fool's joke. But it's not a joke, right? If we get down there and it's a joke, we'll just be like, oh, we totally knew. I'll just have... I'll some. have some of the toppling gla- other toppling glass yeah. stuff, because it's all good. Actually, that morning latte that they are having there as well, it's pretty good. I've had that before. Um, the other notable thing that I was going to mention, because you've actually uh, you've had the, you've been able to purchase this beer at the Utopias, right? Yeah. From Sam Adams. You purchased that a couple of years ago. Now, uh, Sam Adams bought Dogfish Head. And now they are collaborating to release the Dogfish Head Utopius Barrel-Aged Worldwide Stout. Wow. And Worldwide Stout is already, what, 18%, 17%? Yeah. Utopius is like 22 So this clock's in at 17.3. That beer will be strong enough to eradicate coronavirus. I will... I will want to get my hands on it. It's beautiful, too. It's got gold-plated, you know, typically where the Worldwide Stout is. It's gold-plated. It says Utopia, Sparrow Age. Oh, it's beautiful. I want to get my hands on that now. It's an heirloom bottle you'll hand down to your children. And last but not least, uh, your mission, if you choose to accept it this Tuesday, is to get out and have a pint of Guinness or some other Irish-style stout somewhere in your local watering hole. I'm not going to name a place. Just get out. Have some green beer, have a good time, and Chalante. And right? the next time we talk to you, uh, we're going to find out who's got Dark Lord tickets. <laughs> yes, right, we it's will. a very expensive week. St. Patty's Day, Dark Lord tickets. Ugh. My wallet, my liver, it's all going to hurt, Zach. Wonderful job. Hey, congratulations to you on five years, man. And congratulations to you. Well, thank you, my friend. Uh, we will see you back here next week at 10 to noon every Sunday here on Music to My Beers, 1039 The Bear. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.